Awesome. Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, the 14th reason the Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And I'm joining me as the man. Oh, the man through the wonders of the internet. The oh-so-glorious one, Mr. Nathan Casterson. How you doing, Nathan? You're through the wonders of the internet. You got to tell me what you're wearing like you did last week. Ah, that's a, that's a great point, Nick. I'm actually not wearing my gloom shirt from last week. I'm actually wearing nothing at all. Just like Bart Simpson <laughs> in the, um, the Simpsons episode, Nick Brown. That's how we like to party. So, yeah. Well, well, it's a new dawn, it's a new light, it's a new day, Nick. I'm pretty sure that's a lyric for a song. That's so. a Michael. I think that's a Michael Bublé lyric. Thank you very much. <laughs> How you been, mate? It's uh, look. We, next week we'll be face to face, and we'll be able to kiss each other like we always do. But until, yes. until then, we get to go through the internet. Uh, look, how's the week been, mate? Uh, as a devoted NFL fan of the last three months, I feel get the I'm fuck feeling, out of here. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. It's been a good couple of weeks, and uh, it's been a great, great viewing from a from a you know a completely useless NFL fan's perspective. Well, Nick, you've come to the party at the right time, they say. Like, it's fashionably, I mean, what's it's fashionable to get there late at a party, Nick? Yes. Is that right? Is that what they say? So yes. you've done that to the NFL, and you've been absolutely treated to the, the greatest spectacle of playoff history ever. Going from the um, going from the greatest sport to the worst sport of all time, um, the Australian Open's on right now. Um, no, <laughs> um, i got to say, a couple of things, right? I, I don't really watch tennis. I think tennis growing up was great. Um, it's a great sport to play. It is garbage to watch. It is a shit sport to watch. I'm sorry. But there's this one thing that kind of gets me, and it's like when the ball goes out and you hear the, the human go out and then someone challenges it and it's the big reveal and everyone goes, oh, and you get to see if it's in or out and the video technology gets used, but that's been taken away, Nathan. I don't know when it did. It might have been taken away five years ago for all I know, but now they just have an automatic out person who just, like, gets it right every time. You can't challenge it, and that was the only entertaining part of tennis in the first place. <sighs> also, the doubles only play three sets. I thought because there was two of them on the, each side of the court, they play, like, seven sets, but for some reason, they only play three. No, Nick, that's that's the law of the game. That's, that's It's brutal. You play five-set matches for the men, and Everywhere else is three, Nick. Just the way it is. It's just that's how they like it. I'm know? not happy. And Naomi Osaka got eliminated. That's the only one I cared about because she's dating Corday, who is a, oh, a hip hop artist album. who just released a new album, which is cool. And she promoted it uh, by so- like when she wrote like the initials of the album on the on the camera. I wonder how much that actually costs. Can they rub that sharpie off, or is that a permanent marker they're putting on there? <laughs> Nick, they all sign it, you jerk. Yeah, I know, but how many cameras are they running through? Is it like every time they sign it, it's a permanent marker, so it's $150,000 down the drain or what? You are kidding me, mate. That's uh, You're probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't think Channel 7's shelling out fucking 180 grand, whatever it is, per camera. Those are proper like 4K cameras, Nick. They're like movie-style cameras. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Nathan? Um, I know I, I usually do like the, the, the segment bands I, I would beat up or like oh, who no. I think I could beat up. Tennis players I think I could beat up. Uh, top of the list, Novak Djokovic. I could beat the shit out of that Serbian bastard. Isn't it Novak's Nick? You Isn't fuck off. Name? You fuck do. off, you crap. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, that's the only one on my list. Uh, and Dylan Alcott, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, well, Nathan, let's move on. <laughs> I've got a vendetta sure. against him, Nathan. Uh, let's move on. To, let's talk about some, uh, I don't know, some happenings of the world. Triple J had their annual countdown. It's called the Triple J Hottest 100. If you haven't heard of it, that's a, that'd be a bit silly. But mm. um, of all the acts that could have, you know, a lot of songs came out this year, a lot of very popular songs, some songs that have like a billion streams inside a year. But instead of one of them winning, um, the Wiggles won. Uh, yes. 
the wiggles. I was adamant all year that I was going to vote for it, and I didn't even vote for it in my top fucking ten, and it still won. <laughs> I thought my extra vote was just going to like count against it, Nick, but they still won. Thank God. Oh. What a cover! It's the greatest cover of all time. I'm glad it won. Don't don't you fucking dare, Nathan. It's <laughs> how the wiggles on a lot this crap like a version that has a hot fucking fruit salad, yummy yummy interlude throughout. It just yeah. looks ridiculous together. But Denzel Curry doesn't win two years ago. It's beyond oh, me, Nathan. Okay. Well, Nick, I'm pretty sure the fucking Wiggles could have like recorded themselves shitting at a table whilst they're eating food. And I'm telling you, they would have won. The Wiggles are nostalgia, Nick, in Australia. Like, we've grown up with the Wiggles. It's just something about the Wiggles. That, like, like I say, they could have done anything for my conversion and they would have won it. But like you say, if you're talking quality... The fact that Denzel, who's the only man in history besides Static Revenue to actually cover a Rage Against the Machine song properly, <laughs> like, that was a travesty. That was quality, and he was Rob Nick. We, we knew that. We, we put money on Denzel. It was a cheeky fiver, a little pink note, but still, you know, like, he was robbed. Grow up, Australia. Fucking voting for the wheels. Grow up. I'm sorry. I hate to be the fun police, but fuck off. It's like people listening to emo music. We'll get into that later. Um, there's a few fun comments, Nathan, I saw. I love the annual tradition of every, um, people hijacking the comment section um, on, on the Facebook and Instagram. This year was very cricket-themed, Nathan. I don't know if you saw any of this. But I it, did. It was... After like three. Yeah. I was, I, at the start, I was like, oh, this is cool. And now everyone was like, oh, yeah, this is a good song, but not as good as Scotty Bowen taking six for seven at the MCG. Great comment. Yeah. You know, good good for a, a, a light chuckle. And then it got yeah, to about... S- <laughs> then it got to song 42 and you're going, man, how many times can they reference the fucking Ashes? <laughs> I know it just happened, guys, but can we at least dig a little bit deeper into the archives? What actually direction do you reckon they'll go next year, Nick? You got a prediction? What's this for? The the what, what, what? the hundred, like the comments. Oh, so the they comments. always have a theme. Like, what do you reckon it'll be next year? I think next year is going to be... Oh, this is a good question. I think it's going to be all about Wesley Snipes and mainly about the Blade Trinity movie. Blade references. <laughs> yeah, I think Blade references might be the way to go. I feel like if you're, it's all about like the first comment that gets traction. So I feel like once mm. number 100 goes out, everyone should put whatever they think is going to be like the one that catches on. And if your one gets the most likes, everyone's going to jump on because we're all a bunch of bandwagoners at the end of the day. Nick, you just got to go with the meme for the head went that way, head went that way. Yeah, the crocodile. that's that true. Like, oh, what put that classic. on there with a couple of songs, Nick. Bang, you're yeah. up, up and away. My my favorite comment throughout, and this I this had me. This shows how much of a fucking six year old I am. Had me cackling when the number one song comes out, and you know, you've you've got all the boomers coming out and going, "This is shit." Like, remember when it used to be good? And then one guy, I uh, can't remember his name. I should have screenshotted it. Really, he's it said just said like. I looked at his profile picture. It was definitely in his 40s and definitely one of those Triple J used to be great kind of guys. And, oh, it's, no. and it's, the comment was, Triple J, more like triple gay. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> I- pissed myself I like just the combination of like you could tell he was a single dad but like fuck me it was insane and I laughed for a good 15 minutes and I, I really have to mature sometime in my life Nathan no Nick never mature that means the people means they the man wins Nick what did Jack Black say you gotta stick it to the band it's so. true and I, I'm sorry I, I mispronounced it it's mature not mature sorry uh, mature yeah just like manure Nick that's how we that's how we roll I'll tell you what Nate someone did post the um like all the past hot 100 winners. Um, I don't know if you saw that one, but it was. Like, I did. It was interesting to see some of like the songs over the years. Um, some really good ones. Cranberries with Zombie, um, which is a great one. Like, some Classic. really shit songs. Uh, Oasis, Wonderwall. Uh, <laughs> the 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 Offspring one with one of their worst songs in their 
entire catalogue. Pretty fly, it's pretty for a fly, white wasn't guy. it? Yeah, pretty fly for a white guy. Won it, but you go on this really good run of uh, Queens of the Stone Age. No one knows. Jet, are you going to be my girl? Franz Ferdinand, take me out. One of the best bounce riffs of all time, Nathan. I think bounce core was actually invented during this song. France, you, you're calling it Nick. Did I say France or France? France Ferdinand. France, France Ferdinand. France, Nick. What do we learn from that fucking Wolf Ferrell movie? France. France. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but my fa- my favorite one, um, looking at all these, was definitely Muse, Knights of Cydonia. That's a pretty crazy win back in like 2006, I would say. One Deserve of my favorite the songs. Oh, definitely the modern day Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not fucking sicko mode. It's not the Black Parade. It's fucking Knights of Cydonia. It only took us a year later after we brought the topic up to actually figure that out. But, Nick, we're, get, we're there now. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you, the, uh, there's a couple of duds throughout the years, but, Nate, um, I know a lot of people are going to say they like this song, and I want people to, again, just like the Wiggles, grow up a little bit. Um, Mumford and Sons' Little Lion Man is garbage. It is one of the one of the worst ones because it was a part of this fucking late 2000s, early 2010s rock that was really soft and really, it was just crap. It was part, like Kings of Leon, part of it, fun. And we're a band, that's a band name, fun. Uh, they had the We Are Young song, Gunna! That's how it went, Nathan. Sorry if I'm just that fucking good. And uh, also, we had that Imagine Dragons band who was still fucking going. <laughs> Did they win one? Nah, they just they're just part of that wave. Sorry, I'm just kind of, I'm going nah, off I'm true. going off track. Kings nah, of, nah, fair enough. Kings of Leon Looking actually did win. Kings of Leon won with Sex on Fire for fuck's sake, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit house. <laughs> I'm just looking at the year that Little Lion Man won. How the hell did Broken Leg by Blue Juice not win it that oh, year? Oh, thank you for saying what we're all thinking, Nathan. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a that robbery is... if ever I've seen one. <laughs> I don't even know if they're the same year, but I fucking love it every part of it. When, where did Silver Chair Freak come? Why did that not win? <laughs> Silver Chair Freak? It has to. Why did that not win the fucking thing? <laughs> I swear it did. Oh, no. You sure it didn't? Oh, maybe it did. No, it's not on here. i tell you that much. It's not on here. What year did that come out? 99-ish? Oh. I'm going to Google this. It was probably one of the three times, two times, three times Powderfinger won, while Bernard, Bernard Fanning won on our Wish You Well, which is a solo Nick, song. That's, so, that's, I, need, I need to call him out on that. That's an absolute disgrace that he won that year because Feel Good Inc. <laughs> Feel Good Inc. Nick, while the Gorillas came third. At best of you, while the Foo well, Fighters came fourth. <laughs> How the fuck does that? A Joker and the Thief, Nick, the greatest riff of all time, came ninth. <laughs> I feel, I feel like Wolf Mother are a strictly Australian band. I feel like anyone who talks about Wolf Mother who isn't Australian says that they're like one of the crap, the worst bands ever. But we, maybe it's just us two. I think we're the only ones who like fly the Wolf Mother flag just for that one album. Afterwards, they turn to shit, but who cares? Uh, Nick. Yeah. Nick. Go on. 1999. I, I need to just give you a few songs in the 1999 top 10. I'm looking at the top 10. You're going to talk, you're going to turn us into boomers, Nave, and we're going to become those people. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pepper Scar Tissue, banger. Yeah. Limp Biscuit Nookie, banger. <laughs> Number eight. Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio, mm. banger. Seven. Yep. Bloodhound Gang, The Bad Touch, six. Oh, six. Banger. Take us back to 99. We are fucking boomers. That was part of care. it. Fuck the Triple J on its 100. <laughs> I hate myself. Nah, um, what else happened? Someone someone tried to convince me that Kendrick Lamar's Humble is a novelty song, and I said, sir, you don't. I don't think you understand what a novelty song is. That's not oh, even close. Macklemore's Thrift Shop is a novelty song. That won it somehow fucking one year. God, there's been some duds. There's been some great ones, but Billy Eilish, Bad Guy's a really good song. I'm very happy that that one won. That's a classic song. That, that, that's a, like, that is. That's a classic, that track. That's one of those songs where like you know when people go like oh are these songs going to be remembered in 20 years time kind of the way that we look back at these 
these other songs and go, yeah, what a, what a great songs. Um, mm. Billie Eilish absolutely will. Um, Kendrick, oh, God, Kendrick's yeah. Humble absolutely will. Like, those are two classics. So they're basically classics already. But as we look back 20 years ago, according to this list, not all of them are absolute staples. Like, some of these Ooh. songs I don't think I've ever fucking heard. Like, I, prob- no. I probably have heard, but, like, they're not absolutely fantastic. I don't even know who the Whitlams are. That's, <laughs> that's, they, they sound like characters on Django Unchained. Fucking, like, <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. That's a great reference. Nick, your favorite band Tools featured a bunch. A, wait, where, where? Where the fuck? Tool, tour in the top ten one year, Nick. No. They came second in 96. Stinkfist. Oh, did it come second? Who won? Uh, Spider-Bait, buy me a pony. Oh, my God. Fuck. Mm. Well, the, the only Spider-Bait song that matters is the one that goes, whoa, whoa, Black Betty, bam, lamb. <laughs> that's, that's a, <laughs> and that's a fucking Nick. cover anyway. Nick, the Prodigy came seventh that year, but breathe. Oh, well, Prodigy should have won it for five years in a row. I'm, I'm, Dude. I'm convinced. They've actually done okay, a lot of these top tens. I'm, I'm not going to lie. They are. There's a lot of good songs in there. There's just a lot of number ones. Like, when people go, oh, all the songs, like, back in the day was so much better. Not all these number ones are great. Like, there are... No, there no are there's a, few, a lot that miss. Yeah, there's yeah. a few misses in here. Just like there's a few misses over the last few years. I would say The Wiggles is a miss currently. Uh, I know that's a bit of fun, a bit of a fun police thing. What should, who did you think was going to win, Nick? Um, I Look, who I thought was going to win was probably Stay, um, Kid Leroy Bieber, because it was just... Yeah. It was easily the biggest song of the year um i'm kind of glad indigenous as well would have been yeah absolutely and it's one of those things where if a massive song gets it then everyone goes oh you're just picking the mainstream act and it's not like you know like triple j sold out even though it's a fan voted this is like this is completely fan voted nothing to do with the actual triple j and so if if a a massive song wins it then it's like oh it's mainstream but if like an unknown song wins it or like an aussie artist then it's like everyone just goes who who? I don't know who that is. And it's like, well, Nick, you, you can't win either way. The people are hard to please, David. Nick, did you see the irony in um, what finished number four? What did finish number four? Uh, good for you, actually, finished at number oh. four. <laughs> that's, you get that's it, Nick? Because there's a four in the name of that's it? Like, I, thought that was, I thought that was funny. I actually, actually think there was a few from the scene that got in. That should have won it. Honestly, if I if I had to, well, that was my tip. Nick. Yeah, I if, thought that was an absolute lock to win it. Out but, of all the ones that I actually like, out of all the best songs, the biggest songs that I think were quote-unquote, the best songs, I think Good For You is probably the best. Even though, yeah, obviously it has that nostalgic sound to it and Hayley Williams has been added as a writer on the track because of how much it <laughs> sounds like Paramore, but it is yeah. still undoubtedly a fantastic song. Were you surprised, Dyfu, you got 43? Yes, absolutely. I thought of all... I was surprised. I was shocked. Yeah, I, I don't understand how that fucking worked. That was a really strange one. Um, Amity got in, which was cool at 70. It shows that they still have that draw power, like maybe to more of a mainstream audience, but like still, that's a huge get. Um, that was a similar spot to where we had it too. Pretty yeah, sure, didn't we? Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, we... Us, you know, Backbone 100 and the Hottest 100 have a significant crossover, Nathan. Uh, Good For You was going to win our one. I had, I had it in our list at one stage, but then I thought I might get yelled at. So, and then no, I went, Nick, I, I was all for it. I was sold. I was there. You should have won it. Fuck it. Let's do a recap. Slowly, slowly got in too. That was good. 92. That's a good one. Uh, I saw Amal the Sniffers got in. Um, I saw... Fly Withers got 69 with Clarkson. That's one of my cool favorite one. songs of the year. That's a great one. Um, yeah, look, look, there was a few heavy ones. Um, I still don't understand why people go into this thinking that heavy music is somehow going to dominate this list. It never oh, will. Um, uh, we really need... I, we say this every year as if we're going to do it. But we're not, so I'm just gonna yell into the uh, yell into the ether, yell into the abyss until someone else yell does it. it. Um, but it's like for for any sort of local band or anything like that to win it, there needs to be some sort of 
a meme behind it. Next. Yeah, well, see, there needs to be an understanding, a movement, an understanding that everyone doesn't matter. You get ten votes at it, so like, just one of them has to be this song. I don't care what else you vote for. Vote for Kanye. Kanye got four songs in there. I should have been five, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Doja and Olivia got five each. Uh, Doja and Olivia both get five each, which is, was the most, which is really cool. I think those that's a good representation of who really dominated the year, which was those two for sure. Um, oh, for sure, man. But yeah, uh, the the old people who every year look at Triple J, it's kind of like a litmus test, I feel like, uh, the hottest 100. Just like when like the Coachella lineup comes out, you kind of really understand like how out of out of the loop or in the loop you are. Like you look at the lineup and you're like, oh, oh. man, there's there's not many that I know here. But it's a good it's a good chance for you to get back into the loop. That's what I see. Well, it as. Nick, I see it as an opportunity, Nathan. I actually looked at the Coachella lineup and was surprised how much I knew. So yeah. I, I must be I must be hip, as you say. <laughs> You fucking asshole. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you stub your toe when you start walking around. Oh, Nick, I'd do it if I went to America. I wonder what festival I'd choose. Oh, dude, I, I want to go. I'm so interested in going. And there's it's that new um, hip-hop festival that's uh, just um, been announced as well, which is a week after Coachella. I'm not going to talk about that. Let's is talk, it in Las Vegas? It is in, no, it's in Los Angeles, but uh, we will talk about when... Is it when you were young or when we were young? Which one? Nick, is, when you were young is a fucking killer song. Yeah. That's a classic. How dare you? I'm assuming they're paying him royalties for the whole fucking thing. Yeah. How the hell did the killers not even make this lineup? Everyone else fucking did. Oh. They're, they're, they're the greatest emo band of all time. It's insane. Uh, it is absolutely insane. This this event <laughs> has taken the internet by fucking storm. It, I've ne- I can't remember the last time I've seen something this fucking nuts just come out and just blow everyone away. Um, obviously, When We Were Young Fest is happening in October. I think it's the 22nd and now the 23rd. They've got a second date on, so it's not a two-day event. It's just the same event twice. Um, so you have to buy separate tickets. October 22nd and 23rd in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, it is, what, Naif, you, this is a little bit more your scene than my scene. So can you just talk about the magnitude of some of these artists in this lineup? Oh, well, Nick Brown. I, I think I'm going to sum it up pretty quickly. This is easily the biggest scene festival of all time because I like people are going to say, oh, downloads all like bigger, rock and rings, bigger, yada, yada, yada. But Nick, there's always old school bands and there's metal bands. Like this is purely scene bands. So yeah. like this is purely like this is emo Christmas as you'd like to call it. Like I'm, I'm not going to lie. I listened to a lot of these bands growing up, but I, I didn't listen to a lot of albums. It was more so singles. So like yeah. you look at We The Kings, they got a great couple of, like they got a one single. I've seen the Wonder Years, really cool band. But like you look at the mainstays, you got Bring Me The Horizon who like they're just a fucking they're the biggest band in the world at the moment in this scene. Data Remember will be fun. Avril Lavigne being on it's fucking awesome. I reckon she'll release an album this year. Jimmy Eat World, like another big band. Like if you had a big song in the early 2000s, big chance you're going to be fucking on this lineup next. Yeah. So my Kevin and Paramore both headlining is probably the biggest thing ever. Like to get them both at the same time, like that mid to late 2000s run that they both had. Yeah. They were the two bands. Like they're anyone that's an emo that's grown up as an emo and listen to this kind of music. Those two were your favorite bands like growing up. So to get them, and then you throw in like just like even to pierce the veil, like motionless in white, like for our scene, like a little bit heavier. A lot of pop punk, neck deep. You got bands like that. You got um the U's, like Burt McCracken, one of the most iconic voices I reckon in the scene still. Like yeah. very like noticeable. AFI, like they're great. Yeah. Alkaline Trio, like there's a lot of good shit on here. Paris, I'm glad that they got on Nick. Like bands like that, like they're the ones that I'm liking. But my God, like the red jumpsuit apparatus. They had a song in fucking in the um. 
what's it called? That movie, the Karate Kid ripoff movie, um, Never Back Down. Oh, how dare <laughs> you? How dare that. you talk shit about Never Back Down? <laughs> yeah, absolute classic. I'm a Ryan fan all, all day over the other guy. I'm telling <laughs> it. He was the bad guy. But, like, story so far, another band. I prevail are in, like, tiny fonts, all American rejects. Yeah. All these bands, Nick, are bands that have been around for a long time. Like they've earned their stripes, and this is like the, the people that grew up. We're a little bit, I think, we're a little bit younger than this kind of scene, Nick. To be honest, because like we were probably ten to like, like we were around, like listening to this kind of music, but we weren't eighteen at that stage, like yeah. going into that. So, a lot of people, I think, four to five years older than us would have got this music a bit more than us. So, I'd still go and enjoy it, but. I'm not spending probably what are the tickets? They're like two hundred and eighty bucks or something. And yeah. There's like it's really like dude, there's no fucking refunds. Like it's very dodgy a lot uh, of the things that are going on with this. But look, the no refund things is that's happened that happens every festival. That's a that's a true thing. that's a festival thing. But like I But look, if we're traveling from Australia, yeah. like I, I wouldn't be traveling if that's if that that's probably my point. I wouldn't risk it going from Australia because Every chance, Nick, something fucking happens between now. Look, who knows? Yeah, I, I was wondering. I was thinking to myself, like, could they do this again? Could this become an annual thing? And I was thinking of who could fucking headline. The only the only other acts that came to mind was Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco, but they're not even close to Mike Hem and Paramore. Maybe Fallout Boy are kind of around that mark, but I don't feel like they are. They're probably a little bit below that. Well, they'd be in the the Bring Me In the Day to Remember slots. Yeah. So like it, it Mike is, Cam and Paramore just they're they're global icons. Part of the uh, part of the like kind of I don't know s- storm that has kind of come with this festival are the kind of uh, like rumors and speculation and conspiracy theories of whether or not this is a real event, um, whether or not this is a I don't know like people saying this is like a cash grab to make up for Astro World. People are saying, oh, did you know Live, oh. Live Nation are the same people who put on Astro World? And uh, I think every comment was like, do you know Live Nation puts on fucking ninety percent of events? <laughs> like you got <laughs> like, are we going to boycott all the Ast- all Live Nation events or just the ones that are kind of like particular to your argument? It's just I I found this like. It is the most insane thing. I do think that this is kind of, it is insane the amount of bands here. And the initial kind of thing was it's going to be three stages, which felt a little bit odd. Um, they said they're going to do rotating stages, which apparently is a thing. Um, I've seen videos of it. Like we were kind of, one band sets up behind the stage. And then as soon as one band finishes, they kind of just spin around. It's kind of like a fucking Beyblade. Hopefully it goes as quick as a Beyblade. <laughs> we can get all the all the bands done inside an hour. It'd be great. But like, Dude. It, is, it is one of those things where I don't really... Look, I, I like to think, I understand people's um, concerns, and especially if you are, as you said, if you're Australian and, you know, you want to spend all this money, it's going to be like $1,500 flights to get over and then accommodation yeah. and everything. I would be wary, you know, approach with caution, oh, sure. but it is done by like the biggest promoter of promoters of the fucking world. Um, yeah. I, look, the ones, yeah. Well, they could, do Coachella, Nick, don't they? Yeah, it could go, it could go right. to shoot. It could go to shit. Like, absolutely, it could. I think it's going to be fine. Um, I hope it's fine. Like, I know we're all a bit pessimistic because of everything that's going on right now. And, like, it is this lineup does feel a little bit too good to be true. But, look, I, I think people saying that, like, it's going to be dodgy or there's going to be an- – I saw some people oh, saying no. there's going to be another Astro World happening. And, I'm, look, I, <laughs> I'll comment on that just quickly because the idea of another Astro World happening, which is obviously a fucking tragedy, and I, I don't like the idea of people using that to, like, push an argument, which I, I don't think it's as cynical as what they're making it out to be, but it can be twisted that way. It's like, 
when you really think about it, who is going to attend this festival? Like, what age group? It's going to be mid twenties to mid thirties. Like, that's going to yeah. be the bulk of the the people there. No one's oh, gonna, no one's gonna be pitting. Like, no one's gonna. Everyone's too old to pit. Everyone's legs are gone. Everyone's backs are going to be sore. And the, probably the reason why the festival's only one day is because no one could handle a second day because their legs would be too <laughs> fucked like anyway. Right, Nick. I can barely handle unify. Like, really? Like, look at this lineup and like, who are people going to mosh to? They're not going to mosh to Mikem. Mikem are like even peak, well, even. Peak Peak Mike M, you wouldn't fucking, you barely moshed her. You might well, mosh to bring a, me. There's a great part there, Nick. Fucking knock loose somehow, yeah, made this one. That's a funny one. I don't one. know how. That's a funny how one. How the fuck did they get onto this one? <laughs> that's just, isn't that a stitch up? Like, honestly, like, if we were, like, doing a festival and we were booking it ourselves, like, two of the bands that I'd go for straight away would be bring me and knock loose. Yeah. And to get them both on this, like, they are the outliers here because they, they weren't either of them anywhere near the emo scene where all these bands really come from. So to get them both on the lineup, even a day to remember, like they're just, they're pop punk with breakdowns. That's basically what they are. Yeah. But bring me starting out as a deathcore band and knock loose being the heaviest, probably, or that they're the best hardcore band literally in the world right now. <laughs> like they're the two that obviously appeal to us most, but that's kind of, cause that's the music that we listen to. So like if I was going to go, they'd be the two bands I'd go for. If that makes sense. I now, f- like I this forgot. is back when, I forgot who, who should fucking headline Nathan next year. Oh, go on. Machine Gun Kelly, baby. He's going to headline the whole fucking thing. Bring Young Blood, bring Black Bear, Nick. bring all those fucking shitty uh, Mod Sun as well. I'm surprised he's well, not on fucking, it because Avril Lavigne's on it. How many features has he got on his songs? How many would be playing at the festival already? Maybe he's going to be like, maybe that's the Coachella moment, Nick. MGK comes out and starts doing the song that he did with Callan Quinn because they came 50 <laughs> nights in the hottest 100. Well, maybe that's what it's going to be. Hey, maybe between him and fucking Travis Barker, they're going to be on every fucking second stage, aren't they? <laughs> it's going to be insane. That <laughs> yeah, he's going to play like five different jump? bands, Travis Barker, <laughs> wanker. I've got a question for you, Nathan. It's kind of like... Uh, Hit me. We're, we're in Melbourne, right? And I wanted to yeah. ask the simple question because we're not going to be traveling to Las Vegas. It's too much for us. We're too old and we just have better... I'm banned from Las Vegas. <laughs> you are. You're banned and I, I, we, we have better things to do, honestly. But I want to ask, us being from Melbourne, how far would you travel to go to when we were young. I'll give you a few locations and just let yep. me know, would you travel this far? So if it was in Melbourne, you would go, yes? Yep, definitely go. Brisbane? I would. I, I, I quite like Brisbane, yes. What about WA? A bit more expensive of flights. Yeah. How fucking dare you bring up WA, Nick? <laughs> Nick, we're banned from traveling there still. They're having a fucking an appeal process now for people to get there. How, how are all these bands going to be allowed in there? <laughs> It's not going to fucking happen. Look, nah, honestly, I'd probably, like, it'd be an excuse to go to WA. I probably would go. But, mate, like, I feel so sorry for anyone that's involved with sport or music from WA. It's, it's going to be very, very tough What the, if, the next six months. I, I, geez, it's just, yeah, it's another story. But What about New Zealand? Tempting. I, mean, yeah, I like that. I would go to New Zealand because... I'd love to do a holiday in New Zealand. I've yeah. been wanting to go for like five years. So it would give you a reason to go to Hobbitland and see <laughs> a couple of bands that are probably the size of Hobbit's neck. So. You fucking prick. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, greatest trilogy of all time. I'm talking about The Hobbit not The Lord of the Rings. Oh, you fucking asshole. No one thinks that. Hot like, takes can, are us. Where's Curtis when you want him? Can you, uh, can you give me the ranking of the Lord of the Rings movies, best to worst? Uh, Nick Brown, I, I piss you off every time I say this because – uh, obviously, Return of the King. You got to watch the extended edition. That comes with like an extra hour of 
content, so you got to get that on Blu-ray. That's number one. So, Nick, I'm a saddest, Nick. You converted me. You watched it before I did. You told me. I never came to the, to the train until late, but I'm there now. And then I go fellowship Two Towers, where you differ from me. Oh, mate, Two Towers is the greatest Lord of the Rings movie of all time, and how dare you say anything different. <laughs> uh, the fucking third one goes for about four hours too long, and now you're saying it goes for an extra hour of the, the, the extended double-cut Blu-ray oh, yeah. version. Nick, you got to watch the extended Blu-ray version. I'm telling you now, there's no you'll never go back to the originals until you, uh, once you've seen them. I'm telling you, oh, I spent 75 bucks on these Blu-rays after I got COVID just to make myself feel better about myself, Nick. So that's how you do it. You bastard. Uh, um, also, last thing on the When We Were Young Festival, I don't know who Bright Eyes are. I've never heard of this band before in my fucking... like a Paramore cover band. Well, Nick. they're under Av- Avril Lavigne and above Jimmy Eat World, so I thought they might be someone decent, but I've never fucking heard of them. Oh, Nick, I'm actually just looking at their actual um, their Spotify now. They've got a song that's got 225 million streams, First Day of My Life, that came out in 2005. Ah, yes. They've got another song called Lua that's got um, 47 million streams. Besides that, though, they're pretty pedestrian numbers, Nick, just with 13 million and 30 million and 10.9 million streams. Fuck. Okay, maybe they are a band. Who knows? <laughs> Let's move, let's move on, Dave. Uh, let's go to pot shots. Quick questions, quick answers. I oh. want you, I want you to go all all of yours straight away because I got a little bit of a different one for you. All right, good. Nick Brown off the grid, not making the triple J one hundred is the biggest stitch up of all time. Yay or nay? Um, look, I, I'm going to say yay because I thought of all the songs that actually made it, four Kanye songs made it. And I, if you were to tell me that only... Jail got the highest, didn't it? Uh, yeah, Jail might have. Praise God. Um, Moon. And there was one more, which I can't... Hurricane, of course. Um, yeah. Hurricane got there. But I can't believe Off The Grid didn't make it. One, like, once it was getting to top 10 territory, I was like, there's no way it's getting there. But then someone like Geordie, one of our mates, was saying it might get it. And I was like, oh, it got me a little bit excited. But nah, fuck, fuck Triple J. Kind of yeah. should have had the top 20 spots, honestly. But, you know, like we'll, we'll live and die by that sort <laughs> Question number two, pot shot for you. How'd that go? That sounded like a fucking good run, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't throw up, did you? I'm uh, sorry. I'm just trying to. I'm picking it all up. I'm scooping it back <laughs> up into a fucking into a vomit bag. I'd be the best ice cream maker of all time, Nick. Full of it, Nick. Bands can't sit on music anymore. Yay or nay? Um. Look, in this ever-changing uh, machine that is the, the, that is the music industry, if you sit on something for too long, people will just kind of fucking move past you, really. Like, there's a lot of bands who aren't doing anything. And, like, we use, like, Prylands as a good example. Like, they weren't doing anything, and then they yep. released a couple songs, and then they kind of, it almost like they go on hiatus, or they just do their own thing. But they've been, you mm. know, they've got their new album, and they're doing really well with that. So that might be, like, a, an argument against it. But, look, I think... Yeah, like sitting on an uh, EPs and stuff, which I know I'm sure bands do it for like a year. I'm sure it happens because of like the actual recording process and the mixing and like and getting videos up and the PR and all that. Like that is such a like oh man, fuck being in a band. I'm like that. It's just such a long winded process that just takes so mm-hmm. much longer than anyone. Like you might put it down. Oh, we'll get all that done in two months, but you'll be doing that for fucking six months for sure and it's just like it's just how it is like if look if bands could get their shit out um as quick earlier i'd love it and if you sit on shit too long it can get it you know can ruin things and it can like ruin a bit of the you know your sound might fucking become stale by the time it fucking actually gets released but uh yeah it's sometimes i feel like it's more out of the control of the bands themselves the reason i bring this up nick sorry there was a song that was released during the week by a band called ocean grove yes so they dropped their song Silver is it Silver Lining? Song yeah, Silver Lining's yep. the track. 
and they've confirmed a new album. And it barely feels like they've actually toured Flip Phone Fantasy. And I'm like, fuck, they're actually just moving on from that. Like, not, not saying it's quickly. Clearly, it's been <laughs> over two years since it's released to go. But you know what I mean? Like, they're kind of moved on thinking, all right, well, we can't really look back. Let's look forward. So yeah. they're a band that's doing that. And, like, I just, I just feel bands now, you can't, like you say, you can't really sit on the music that you've had written for two years any longer. Like, it's just, you're going to have to evolve. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I just don't see it. Nick, last yeah. one. Yeah. Thornhill are a bigger band than Ocean Grove right now, yay or nay? Ooh, that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, oh, Look, if... If both of the bands were going, were like headlining a show at the same time, who would get more people? This is how I dictate every time, every yes. more big bands, which in Melbourne, I feel like I can do that for these, like these Melbourne bands. Um, I feel like Ocean Grove would still have a few more people, but it is insanely close. They do have a new song coming out tonight, Thornhill, which we'll give a review on, even though we haven't heard it in a little bit. Um, <laughs> But like, look, Ocean Ocean Grove. If we if we can just talk about Ocean Grove and that new song that they've put out, like I, I yeah, just, mate. like I don't know. I just don't. I feel like Ocean Grove aren't really progressing at all as a band, and like you know, they just kind of this new song doesn't really hit for me. Um, new album coming out, which hopefully kind of brings it back. But I listen to Flip Phone Fantasy. Up in the air, Nick. Yeah, up in the air. Um, I look. I, I April twenty second. I listened to Flip Phone Fantasy for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a really good album. It's, it's not like amazing, but it's still a really strong release all the way through." And you know, where I know a lot of people don't like that album at all. They're they're very much on the Rhapsody tapes, and that's it. But where I'm still a big fan. But the new stuff that they've released, I haven't really enjoyed any of it. Oh, Nick. You know what's funny? Yeah. So when I um contracted COVID, Nick, there's a movie that I was watching. Yeah, and you, you want to know what this song reminds me of, Nick? A little bit. Go on. There's a movie called Get Him to the Greek, and there's um, fuck you. This band, like it's a make believe band called Infant Sorrow, where um, Elder Snow, who's actually fucking, what's his name, Russell Brand, <laughs> acts as Elder Snow, Nick, a rock star. Nick, this sounds like a song that they will fucking release. Go back and watch that movie, <laughs> and imagine this Ocean Grove song. Playing like when he's at the Greek theater with the fucking the bone sticking out of his elbow. I'm telling you now, <laughs> it's a cross between that and Oasis. And like Nick, I get it. They're going for the big British rock sound. I get that. Whatever it is, like they they want to be on the Triple J scene. I get that. But um, I don't think they're ever going to be like the band that I always imagined they would be. Like when when we got on them with the Black Label EP and like you with the Outsiders EP. I think you bought that before. Like yeah. even anything like. That was the band that we thought. And like, when I heard Lights On Kind of Lover, I'm like, fuck, this, this band. Like, uh, them and Polaris at that stage, I thought, like, they've both got this sound. And, like, Ocean Grove have gone so far away from that now. They've lost three members since then, and now they're purely a rock band. It's like, it's great. Like, Dale's now, Nick, he knows what he's doing. Remember when, like, he... What was that first song they released with him as the singer? We didn't like it. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but I do remember not liking it at all. Yeah, yeah like it, it just like it, it wasn't really appealing. Like he was kind of rapping, like talking. We're like, how's this going to work? He's really figured out how he's going to sing, but yeah. it doesn't excite me, dude. Like I love these cleans to mix up from Luke's screams. I thought that was his his niche, and they're just a completely different band. And like you say, I, I enjoyed Flip Phone Fantasy. I enjoyed the Black Label um, EP. I wasn't a huge Rhapsody Tapes fan. I thought it was decent. I didn't think the bangers were there. And I don't know. This will give us a few bops, but 
they're not going to be that bare, Nick. I thought they were. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a good call, man. Like I think you know this new album's going to be kind of. I think it's going to be make or break for him. Like if it's it, been sorry, Nick. Yeah, it's going to be, oh, mate. I'm. It's they're either going to be stroking the furry wall, or like it's it's they're gonna they're gonna smoke a Jeffrey essentially with this album, and whether or not they have a positive experience or a negative experience will come down Nick. to us, the fans. Nick, I'm telling you, next time we go to Vegas, we've got to have a Jeffrey. Oh, do you reckon they just sell them at, like, I don't know, Costco's or something like that? To Jeff- Is that how you get when, a Jeffrey? <laughs> when life gives you a Jeffrey stroke, the furry wall. What an iconic song, Nick. That is a good one, actually. Uh, Dave, uh, I-, I got something yes. for you. I-, I want to go a little bit different Ooh. on uh, for Pot Shots. And I want to call seg- I want to come up with a clever segment name, but I couldn't for the fucking life of me. So I'm calling this Milk or Wine, Nathan. Um, it's, a- it's an easy segment. I'm going to name you something. Something, and you're going to tell me if it's aged like milk or if it's aged like wine. Oh, okay. So it's going to age well or age really badly? Really badly. Because, you know, mm. if you have milk a few days stanky after milk. expiry, oh, nothing worse. Like, I like a stanky, no. stanky breakdown, but I don't like stanky milk. No. <laughs> Nathan, in heart's wake, divine. Oh, I'm going to say wine. Wine. Interesting. Yeah, I, I still like that song that's it. I, I I listened to it the other day and I was like, ah, it's not as big as what I remember it being. Maybe it was just yeah, this one. Maybe it's because we hate In Hearts Wake now. I yeah, that's had, true. Dude, I haven't had that song in so long. Like for, my memories of it is still good. All right, don't break it into fucking milk for me. It's quite fucking, yet, it's Nick, fucking right? trash. It's fucking oh. trash. <laughs> I got to go listen to the show. God damn it. Uh, the, this one only came came out a couple of years ago. Wind Waker. Yep. The Sitch. Uh, wine. Uh, no milk. Whoa. Okay, go on. Nick. I'm beefing with Will King. Yeah, this okay. is real. <laughs> I do not like the band. They've ripped off my fucking um, my copyright of beautiful. Um, they they he's ducking me, Nick. He ducked my interview at um at night and day. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, Nick. I'm not I'm not about it. Yeah, he's a, milk. He's a baby back bitch. Like we all know it. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I've already, you've already, you, Nathan's been sending me training videos of him bo- boxing a human mm. version of Will King. He's got his all his dimensions, which is insane to me. Like he's got his full weight mm. things, and he's just been giving him RKOs nonstop in his bedroom. It's great, dude. Unbelievable. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm the Viper. That's my fucking <laughs> mission. But I, honestly, no, it's it's a decent song. Very a day to remember that hook and like. I like their EP, but I think their new stuff's going to blow it away. So I think that's going to be in the rearview mirror in a couple of years. Post-hardcore as a genre. Oh, fucking milk, Nick. Ooh, big. <laughs> this is big. Yeah, mate, post-hardcore is like, when I think of that, I think of the red jumpsuit apparatus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like yeah. face down in the fucking dirt where that belongs, Nick. Like, uh, Nick. I bought their al- their album back in the day, which had face down and all, all that, those the really cool songs on it. And they did a tour couple of years ago in melbourne and um i bought a ticket i'm like yeah this would be fucking awesome and you know what Didn't got go. to the night i listened to the album the day of and i'm like this is fucking garbage and I didn't <laughs> even go. so nostalgia bought me the ticket there because i didn't even turn up so yeah that was probably the beginning of me just ducking concerts so uh, i don't know That's yeah fuck them fair enough uh Nate- who's, who's the modern like post hardcore like what do we got ronnie radke kind of like i don't know in reverse I, like look, I, I don't even know what the modern genre is i always consider post hardcore i always consider let live post hardcore as well like and definitely red jumpsuit apparatus as well but like yeah i always consider let live as a post hardcore band maybe i'm wrong yep. in that genre description but i don't really give a shit i'm like yeah, that, 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 first album definitely for let live but after that i think they evolved to more kind of alternative punk yeah I call them yeah it's a but cool yeah. way alternative punk's probably a good way to do it as well uh limp biscuit 
fuck you. This is so this is so hard, Nick, because they're so good. Yeah, they yeah, could be, be absolutely the new album sucks. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> oh god nah I'm gonna say wine they're gonna be they're gonna be cherished by us till we die so I I'm like gonna it. say wine uh, the OC uh, wine not even a second <laughs> hesitation it's the greatest TV show sitcom of all time I know that's my word of the day sitcom it's not a sitcom it's not it's a fucking r- r- romantic drama then Nick I'm telling you now that's real life that was really filmed in the OC it's actually a documentary Nick it's not actually Drama, you bastard! And the la- and the la- Sandy's the king, Nick. Don't talk to me oh, like that. Sand- Sandy's eyebrows got me through puberty. Like it's, it's insane. <laughs> he ruined me, and Mr. Deeds. His character in that absolutely just ruined the Sandy character for me. But anyway, that's a different story. And la- last one for you: the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Uh, that's royal wine. Like, what's the oldest kind of wine that tastes good? Like, what, like a five hundred year old bottle? Like, yeah. that's going to be SpongeBob. Like, it's going to come out. You know where they bury things, Nick? Like, they yeah. bury those things. And they like they bring them up in like five hundred years. That's going to be the SpongeBob movie. It's going to go away from streaming. Someone's going to put it in a DVD, which finally come back to relevance in like five hundred years, Nick. And that's where it's going to be. And they're all going. And they're all going to. They're all going to worship David Hasselhoff from then on because <laughs> of his fantastic cameo. How can you not? <laughs> The man's the king. Uh, let's talk about a few songs, Nathan. Uh, Thornhill have a song called Archangel that should be out in about 15 minutes. But, you know, we're going to pretend like we've already heard the song. Um, Nath, what do you think of the new track? Uh, really, really big fan, Nick Brown. So, obviously, last year we um, we backflipped big time on their, um, their song Casanova, which is actually written on a Spanish porn after a Spanish porno, Nick, they actually had a tour incident with Wind Waker. I don't know if you've read that up on Twitter. But Nick, you should go back and have a look at that. But I'm telling you. <laughs> Arc, what's it called? Archangel. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so Archangel, they're actually bringing that out. There's a Keanu Reeves movie, Nick, back in the day called Constantine. Yes. So they actually went back and they had a bit of a movie like marathon and they kind of watched this and they're like actually going to theme their album around this thing. So Casanova. Yeah. Now Archangel. Yeah. You know? So like they've got a theme going with movies. They're bringing it towards their fucking style of music. And it's a banger. It's a bop. Darling, I love it. How about you? Yeah, I love the chorus. I think this is like a little bit more dark pooly, but still kind of moving into a new direction. Um, a bit heavier, yeah. Yeah, like a, a couple of screams, um, but yeah, like mostly cleans, and I, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, the riff works really nice, and the production's pretty sweet on this one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I hope all of that's right. I really hope that that's all like absolutely oh, bang on. <laughs> what do we know we're going to get from a from a Thornhill song? Uh, groove. We're going to get groove, and we're going to get thick bottom end so the bass yeah. and the drums are going to sound fat we're going to get great sounding vocals from jacob who's one of the best clean singers in the scene i'm going to defer i'm going to say there's no screams because like they've Ooh, he's like talked it. about not wanting to do them yeah and um they're going to like just slap anyone that thought they sounded like a muse in the face with this one <laughs> absolutely i love i love every but, uh, part it's probably going to be like an acoustic song with him screaming all the way through just to spite <laughs> us <laughs> Nick, he's actually got cherry for that now. Ah, yes, we don't have to worry true. about that with Thornhill. So we're good. But Nick, yes. another song. Another yep. song that came out during the week from a band called Banks Arcade. Yes. Called Smile. What did you think of this? I'm ready to run. Are you ready? I'm ready to run. Are you ready? You've ruined the song. Uh, yeah, so Banks Arcade are part of my list of people, bands I'm going to beat the ever-loving shit out of when I see them. <laughs> um, one of the one of the guys has actually called me out and said he will actually kick the shit out of me, and he is apparently like some sort of mixed martial artist, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but when I hear that, all I, all I think of when people say that, I think of just like a Joe Rogan listener who thinks that they're like, they watch UFC and they think that they can fucking go but Nathan I just 
I just get into that zone. And when I get into that zone, I can't be stopped. And I'm telling you what, mate, you can st- you're going to have to put me six feet under to keep me down. And I'm going to beat the shit out of How many members are in this band? Because I'm going through them one by one, or all together at the same time. I'm drop kicking every fucking of I'm st- Fuck them all. I'm- Great yeah. song, but <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to be that typical um, guy, like the bully in the playground. So, like, yeah, you actually, your mates like getting bullied. Then you get in the fight and you're like, yeah, get, get him, bro, get him, bro. Then when you start losing, you kick him when they're down. That's going to be me, Nick. When, when they're all, when he's jumping and pounding your neck, I'm just going to be like, get him, get him. No, I'm telling, and no, it'll, no, just, no, and it'll just be me yelling, I overestimated my ability. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't nah, been, I haven't been in a fight, and I don't know how long, but I feel I'm feeling pretty confident. <laughs> Nick, don't you fucking don't do that, Nick. You you don't need these things. I'm telling you now, they're not going to do it. I got your back. It's all right. I got you. But Nick, I'm telling you what, I fucking love this song. Yeah. I I bet I I only really know that their song don't start from last year. So I, I haven't really done a deep dive with um Banks Arcade, but. Like, being signed to UNFD, I'm like, oh, okay, like, they're young. Like, they clearly see something in them. And this song really kind of betrays that because you know who it really reminded me of? Actually, Don Broco. Yeah. Very Don, very big Don Broco vibe. We can actually go back and listen to it and envisage them because it's really well written. The the actual, the riff kind of carries the track. It's really well done. The hook is fucking excellent. It's so damn good, this hook. So. Yeah. I'm excited by these guys. Like, uh, like, like I just said, I, I'm, I only know the two tracks now, and I like both of them. So they'll obviously have something out um, this year as well. Because they, they dropped an EP last year, which was actually pretty good. I can't just name the tracks off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I think this is a really strong track. Um, when don't was it don't start that came out last year? It was that yes. had this like real. It had a real bring me vibe, but also had this like it teased being really heavily electronic stuff, and I was kind of really interested in that. And they're they're a little fascinating band banks arcade where I'm kind of like I want to catch them live. I think they're playing on the uh, they are on the beautiful tour that is obviously named after you, Nathan, uh, yeah. with Wind Waker, uh, Gloom in the Corner, and Closure, I believe. Yeah, they are, but I'm talking shit. They didn't have an EP last year. I was trying to sound smart. No, nah, it's all right. You know, just lying, lying through I don't know it. Enough making, about up, it. making up shit can be just as good, you know? <laughs> like, Nick, what about Red Hook? Did you listen to this song? I didn't. <laughs> Should I have? Is it any good? Well, I think they've actually found their, their sound, Nick. So the last three singles they've dropped have been Bad Decisions, which yep, we both like. Sentimental Surgery, which I really like as well. Yeah. And now low-budget horror. So, Nick, when you think of falling in reverse, what do you think of with Ronnie Radke with his hook writing? Uh, he hits the high notes, um, and he <laughs> is very um, – he's good to look at. <laughs> Phenomenal to look at. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I know Zombified was pretty shitty, like, the way, like, it was cheesy, but his hooks are always great. Yeah, like, he's are. always going to hook you in. This song really reminded me of their – like a hook from Falling in Reverse, which I thought was really well done. It's a dead ringer when you listen to the track, Nick. You'd be like, oh my God, I know exactly what he's talking about. But I need to call, not call him out, but I want to say something about Red Hook. I think I know what we kind of, um like, they kind of rubbed us off the wrong way, Nick. This is what I think when yeah. they started. So when they started, I think it was 2017, I think they dropped two songs and their first overseas show was a download. And I'm like, was it? <laughs> They, their first overseas show was a download. Remember, they got signed to New World Artists, and they played Download as their first overseas show. Then they jumped on a tour with Bad Wolves, and then Three Days Grace, and we're like... Did they really? That's insane. Nick, go check out their bio. I remember when this happened. I'm like, how the fuck is Red Hook doing this? And I think, not that I resented them doing it, but I'm like, I kind of like to see bands earn their stripes a little bit. So it's like, well, 
let's say you do an EP and tour around Australia first and see what your response is like, like before you go and do that. And like they jumped on and did download and I'm like, what the fuck? But <laughs> these, these three songs that I just spoke about are pretty good. And I think they've got a, like a nice formula going now. And I think they've got a pretty high ceiling. Like Emmy's really good clean singer. I, I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the rapping at times. And like, yeah. it's a little bit cringe, like when they swear and stuff, but they got a good sound. It's a fun vibe. And like, they'll probably drop an album this year. I'd say next. So, they might be one of those headliners one day. They might not be the headliner, but a sub-headliner. Like, that's what we kind of need from the scene. So, yeah. Yeah, decent. Party Rock is in the house tonight, Nathan. And I feel like if anyone can follow up LMFAO's uh, vibe, it is Red Hook. So, like, uh, that's a huge ceiling. I'm sorry, Red Hook, to putting that on you. Uh, no, my favorite okay. my favorite track of the week was Inhibitor, Night Stalker. I thought it was really, Nick, really... I was about to say- that is actually a band that um, you're actually singing for. That <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, my new band inhibitor have this song called Night Stalker. Um, he just ruined my fucking take, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so you sorry. You absolute prick. Oh. <laughs> so his actual nickname now isn't actually, um, what, what do you call yourself at the start of the show? Uh, 14th Reason, Silver Surfer. Um, top yeah, deck. Top deck. You're now Fran Hibbiter, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Mack. Jason Big Mac. What do we call him? What do we call him? Uh, What's his new nickname? What do we call him? Um, was it Snags? Was it Snags? It's Snags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. We had a funny nickname for him. I've fucking forgotten it. But Nick, he's called you out as Fran Hibbert. You're the new actual singer for Yibbita Yibbita. So, yeah. But um, cool name for a song, Night Stalker. I really like the track. And they're a band that are like on the up and... Who knows what can happen with a band like that? It just you don't know. All you need is a couple of really good songs and jump on a decent touring year up and away. So yeah, I thought keep I'd... your eye out on that band. And yeah, a couple of yeah, there's a couple of actually um other kind of songs that I enjoyed. There's a song called um actually no, it's an album by a band called Modern Misery. Nick Brown, have you heard of them? I heard it's a fucking average architect song, but I haven't heard the band. No, so a new kind of band. They're a bit similar to Pride Lands in style. They got a new album, which is pretty decent. And there's a band called Comeback Kid who've been around for ages, yes. and they got a really cool um, album that just dropped called Heavy Steps, which I've been jamming all week, Nick Brown. So I think you'd like that, especially the title track. Oh, I like it. I like a good title track, Nathan. You know, me. and look, one last one you got to listen to is the new Tracer song called "Crown of Thorns." It's very, very Marcus Northland. Ooh, so definitely worth listening. Nick, quiz. Yes, quiz time. Let's go, baby. All right, what do you need? Let's go over under seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, always. All right, Nick Brown. Question one for you: True or false? Thornhill played at Unify before Dear Seattle did. Um, false. Who appeared first? Correct. Dear Seattle first played in 2018. Thornhill debuted in 2019. Yes. Question number two. What Aussie singer features on track two of Great American Ghost New EP? Is it A, Sean Harmanis, B, CJ McMahon, C, Mark Poiter, or D, Baldy Locks? Mikey. Mikey Arthur. You reckon Mikey's on there? Nick, I, I, I'm, just, I'm the quiz master, Nick. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to catch you out. Uh, CJ. Correct, Nick Brown. Yes. So, what is the song called, Nick? Is it A, Rapture, Fuck. B, Rapture, C, Torture World, or D, Womb? Are they all songs off the EP, just out of curiosity? I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs> um, not Womb, that sounds too, what were the other ones? Well, Womb is actually a track on the album. Oh, fuck it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. Um, what was C? I'm going C. Yeah, Torture World, correct. Yeah, so let's get around that is me. Also, that's the EP name. I tried to catch you out there. I was trying to reverse psychology, like the one words into the two words, but you did well. <laughs> but um, 
it's definitely going to be a contender for the EP of the year. This is really, really good. Like, yep. a- absolutely outstanding. So definitely check out that track with CJ, and um, you'll enjoy that. Nick, four, what song has more views on YouTube, Paramore Decode or Paramore Misery Business? Oh, this is huge. This is mm. huge. Okay, this, so... This is hundreds of millions, by the way. So Misery Business is obviously, like, the song. Yes. But... <laughs> But Decode was part of Twilight, correct? Uh, it was, Nick. It actually, they actually kind of did a Twilight video that was bigger than the actual Paramore video they did, which Fuck got more off. views. But uh, I'm not counting. Um, I'm going to go Decode, man. Twilight was fucking massive. <laughs> I don't think people realize how big that fucking movie was. I've never seen it, actually. What's his name? Is it? It's not Edward Norton. That's the fucking... Uh, that's the guy that was in... Um, Oh, no, nah. he was the Hulk Robert, before. Eric. Robert Pattinson is one of them. Robert Pattinson is the new Batman, so I don't yeah. know how that's going to go. But um, yeah, Paramore Decode, 387 million. Yep. Would you like to change your answer, Nick Brown? What is Misery Business? 387, it- nah, no way. I think Misery Business came out kind of uh, around the inception of YouTube or like kind of around it, probably before it even became popular. 232 million, Woo! so 135 million less. So four, four for four, four, baby, let's go. Yeah. What came first, asking Alexandria stand up and scream, or enter Shikari common dreads? Oh god, um, this is complete. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, yeah, Nick Brown. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> stand up and scream versus common dreads. Um, are they are they both the same year? Just out of curiosity, so it just could be a flip of the coin. Ah, uh, yes, they are. Okay, perfect. Flip of the coin. Heads. I'm gonna go. Asking Alexandria came first. Nick, that's a great guess. That's wrong. Of course it's wrong, Nick. I'm going to fucking give you a right answer. I was going to change the answer anyway. No, you bitch! <laughs> now, Edda Shikari, Common Dreads was first, June 15, 2009. Asking Alexandria to stand up and scream was September 15th, the day after my birthday of 2009. Oh, so, very nice. Not bad. So, four out of five, you're going pretty well. Nick, yeah. six, what song has more streams on Spotify? Architects Doomsday versus Architects Animals. Oh, wait. Doomsday versus animals. It's got to be Doomsday. Nick, I'm going to say this. There's 500,000 views. I mean, streams difference. Really? Fucking yeah. hell. Um, so one's had, what, two more years of act of um, chance to listen. And... One, one song I reckon is their best song they've written. It's got to be one... Doomsday, right? It's got to be. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm putting faith in like, in common sense and we're going to go Doomsday. Correct, Nick Brown, but Ooh. Architects Animals is 42.8 mil, Doomsday is 43.3 mil. So that'll overtake it pretty soon then. <laughs> give it six months. Yeah, yeah, give it, a, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been 500 all week. It went from 42.7 to 42.8 to 43.3. Okay, seven. Which band dropped the song Night to Silence during the week? Was it A, Error, B, Volumes, C, Misery Signals, or D, Moth, Like Moths to Flames? What was that song title called? Night to Silence? Night. To silence, so nigh. Oh god, I don't like any of that. Um, <laughs> no, neither do I. Error, maybe. <laughs> Correct. An FD released by Error. Hey, That's the- okay. I'm Nick, s- eight. I'm six from seven. I'm pretty baby. sure you're on seven now. I'm six from seven. Oh, you are too. Okay, you need one more out of the last three. Nick, what country are Eskimo Callboy from? Is it A. Fuck. Denmark. <laughs> B. Germany. C. England. Or D. America. Not America, not England. So it's either Germany or what was the what was the other one? Denmark. Denmark. I'm gonna go Germany. It just feels like a German thing. Fucking oath, it's a German thing. We've already won the quiz, Nick Brown. So 
You got two easy ones to finish. What song of Bloom dropping on the second of February is A Fuck I don't know. <laughs> into my soul. B sink into the soil. C search into my soul. Or D sink to swim. Um, not D. Um, I'm gonna go A. Great guess, Nick Brown. That's correct. Was it? No. They ah. <laughs> sink into the soil. <laughs> Not bad. Nick, 10. Who am I? I'm an American band with two names. Um, Knocked loose. Close. I played Invasion Fest in 2020. Oh, wow. Um, I was close. Jesus Peace. Correct, Nick Brown. So you got eight out of 10 and you won the quiz. Wow. I feel great. <laughs> that was really impressive. That was, I gotta fucking, I gotta do a better quiz next Mate, week. Up your game. I'm just, I'm on another level right now. I'm feeling good. Eight out of 10. That's 80%. That's pretty good at our school. Uh, better than what I got. So, you know, that's handy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Papa Robertus. Have you heard of him? No. By the ghost guy. Yeah. Have you heard that new song? No. Is it good? Oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's in Metallica. It's fucking sick. I've... It's not like rats. Like rats is a different vibe, but. <laughs> This is yeah, it's really cool. Ghosts are cool. I like like I don't even. It's not that I listen to Ghosts at all, but I just like that they do something a little bit different. And I like how much like people fucking hate them. Like there's so many people who really like. <laughs> well, they are like a love or hate band, I guess. I'd love if they were actually from the '80s, like to see where they'd be now, oh, mate. If they'd be beloved, <sighs> I'd love them. When's, mm. You know what, Nathan? Yeah, what, mate? Nah, nothing. I don't know. Uh, Nathan, <laughs> we played next week, you bastard. And uh, until then. Stay cheesy, San Diego. I'm finding a new person to do this with. <laughs>